Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And guess what, folks? We're bringing something special back to you. Remember that rapid fire we did a few few episodes ago? Guess what? We're bringing it back, folks. Bryce! Bryce, we got <laughs> hey, we got this episode. You know I'm really excited about it, and and I, I'm just so I love doing rapid fire, especially with players, man. So what what are your thoughts on a rapid fire about players? Isaac, I'm just like you. Uh, it's it's fun for us. It allows for us to uh, kind of get into the action. We got some good responses from our last rapid fire episode so to just kind of put a different twist on it today is is really good i'll be very interested to see who you've picked (laughs) and uh i'm i'm sure i have a few surprises for you as well (laughs) oh man oh i'm scared now y'all i'm scared (laughs) hopefully mine won't be all out the box and everything but i think i picked some relatively good ones at least some thought-provoking ones so Oh, okay. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. At least, well, thought-provoking, in my opinion. You may be like, why do you ask me about that one? <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> All right. So with that, but before we jump into it, Bryce, I know you've got some, some, some good information as far as the tennis world and some news to share. So, so what do you got for our listeners today? Well, since the last time we've talked, I know we mentioned that Wimbledon had canceled for 2020 and said we'll be back in 2021. Mm -hmm. But we've learned a little detail about what might help have helped them make that decision. Many of these tournaments don't have full insurance and, and some of them have insurance in case the tournament doesn't happen. But as we know with insurance, it really depends on the type of insurance that you have. Mm -hmm. And Wimbledon had the foresight 17 years ago to start paying $2 million a year specifically for a pandemic type scenario. So for those of you that are a few years past your math days, (laughs) that means that they have invested $34 million over the last 17 years in this Mm. and their payout is $141 million dollars that's insane (laughs) isn't it i mean you can't do better than that on the stock market right right (laughs) i mean oh my goodness bryce talk about forethought that's incredible dude exactly so wimbledon is like not only are we the best grand slam tournament out here We're also the smartest. Exactly. You look, we, 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 we know what two plus two equals. <laughs> exactly. So what I'm really wow. hoping they take this opportunity to do is to support some of the other players, coaches, tournaments, programs uh, that aren't in such a fortuitous situation. I know that the French Federation just recently uh, announced that they're providing, they're donating 35 million euros Uh, to help out with the French tennis programs. And I know the LTA in England uh, is helping as well. So Mm. don't get me wrong. They should use that 141 to cover whatever expenses they have, and they should probably reward themselves with a few extra coins (laughs) uh, for being smart. But hopefully they take some part of that money and use it for, for the good of others. 
Exactly. Break off some for the other tournaments and everything. Because I think someone on Tennis Channel even said this. This is not a year for profit and gains. We need to be trying to help one another out, present a unified front for the sport so that, you know, everybody is able to get through this, you know? Right. Yeah, right. man. Hopefully so, they're thinking that way, brother. Right. So hats off to you, All England Tennis uh, all England Lawn and Tennis Club. <laughs> That's a whole lot of acronyms you got right? in there. A whole a lot, lot of letters. <laughs> whole lot. So anyway, to keep this moving, uh, the only other piece of information that I have is we know that both the men's and the women's tour had suspended play until, what was it, like July the 8th or something like that, basically at the end of the grass court season. Well, because Quebec has come out and stated that there cannot be any large activities held there uh, until August the 31st, it has forced them to cancel the Montreal Open in August, which is one of the key premier ladies tournaments um, to the U.S. Open. Um, and as most people know, every year they alternate between having the men and women in mm -hmm. Montreal and Toronto. So the men's tournament is not canceled because that same type of stipulation has not been uh, communicated for Toronto. So as of now, the men's tournament, the, the uh, Master Series in Toronto, is still good to go. Hmm. But Montreal will not be happening. Isn't that something? I would not be shocked, though, Bryce, if you do, if you do see that Toronto tournament... Uh having to because yeah yeah i know that i work with a couple folks up in the canada area and so yeah they've it's definitely spreading and um uh, while they haven't been as severely impacted by this pandemic um there's definitely that there's a lot of concern and they want to make sure they kind of keep it that way so i think they're trying to do some smart things right now so i would think that probably that toronto tournament will will be on the block pretty pretty soon Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because we're starting to get these cancellations are moving closer and closer to the U.S. Open. That's so right. we, we definitely want to keep an eye out on that. Yeah. So that is the news update for this week. I guess I can get me an anchor job on some channel or something <laughs> right? like that. We need, to get you, we need to get you some music like da, 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 music. <laughs> B.O.T. News. <laughs> exactly. Breaking news. Right? Well, wow. brother, thank you for the research. And, of course, I know our listeners are very appreciative of the information that you have uh, you've been sharing. So good stuff, brother. Right. Oh, and I want to say just one more thing. Yeah. How fortunate has it been for Bianca Andrescu mm. that the tournaments that she won <laughs> last year... <laughs> are all being canceled, you know, while she's recovering from injury. Yep. So all she needs is for the U.S. Open to be canceled. And she's like, I am good <laughs> I am for 2020. Good. Right, 2020, I am what? I'm still, I'm still legit, baby. What? <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing about it, but, you know, you got to find things to laugh about these it, days. That is exactly right, my brother. Got to find laughter. Got to find it. So awesome, man. <laughs> Cool, man. You ready to jump into this uh, rapid fire? Let's do it. All right. So who do you want to start with, Bryce? You want to start with the men or the ladies? Well, we always do ladies first. That's so. true. Ladies first. Ladies first. Hey. So before we jump into it, I want the listeners to understand 
what we're going to do here. So we're going to take turns and, you know, one of us is going to say five women player names one at a time. And what we want the other person to do is give us their gut reaction to that name. It can be about their playing ability. It can be about their personality. It can be about the image. It could be anything, whether you like them, you don't like them, whatever comes to you about that player. We're going to do the same thing with five men player, uh, men's players each. And uh, Isaac and I have not shared our list with each other. So this will be true live reaction that you get from us uh and i can only imagine what this is going to be like so um i don't know isaac who do you want to go first uh well i'm kind of terrified at, at, at what you're going to throw at me um <laughs> it's not so, that bad it's not that bad all right well then i then i will you go ahead and go first and then i'll throw my list after you after you Okay, so I'm going to explain something about how I have my list. Okay. So there, knowing Isaac, there's a reason why I picked each one of these players. Uh, I know he has a position on each one of these oh, players. Oh, Lord. <laughs> also, I'm scared. I'm scared. Also, because I'm just anal like that, my players are in alphabetical order, so that's just... <laughs> That's the way I'm going down the list. So it's, it's no big buildup or anything like that. The last person is going to be the person with the <laughs> the last, last name. Mm. So, Isaac, you're ready? I think so, Bryce. Well, yes, I am ready. All right. So here we go. First lady, Kim Kleisters. Oh, sweet as pie. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Number two, Caroline Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Caroline, sweetie. Oh, <laughs> oh. not living up to Team, uh, team Isaac uh, <laughs> expectations. That's what I'm trying to say. Hell. Every time I step out on the line for you, you just let me down. You let me down, Carolyn. You let me down. Uh, talented, I would say talented, up, up and coming French player has not fully met, in my eyes, her uh, potential. Gotcha. Oh, and I wanted to mention one more thing back with Kim Kleister. Yes. Listeners, in case you've been living under a rock, 2020 is the year that Kim Kleisters is making her second return. That's right. To the Women's Professional Tour. Unfortunately, due to the current climate, you, you know, there have been some delays here. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are anxiously waiting for her to get back in full time. Because the two matches we've seen from her thus far, although she's lost both of them and she's had horrible first round draws, um, she has looked really good. Right. She really has. <laughs> now for Garcia <laughs> she's been looking like Garcia <laughs> poor thing <laughs> like I said not living up to her full potential in my eyes okay alright <laughs> so number three uh huh Camilla Georgie oh special 
<laughs> I, that's all I can say is is just uh, don't turn your back. Don't 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 be in no dark dark alleyway. Because um, <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you you might not you might not make it out. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. But with that said, someone in my eyes that gets a lot out of their small frame. For her to be mm-hmm. as tiny as she is, she can show enough hit that ball. My God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Don't turn your back on her. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, lady number four. Okay. Taylor Townsend. Oh, why would you ask me about her? <laughs> <laughs> oh. My heart, someone I absolutely love and adore, beautiful smile, extremely talented. Um, but once again, similar to Caroline Garcia, not living up to her potential. Right. Just just not. Sorry, baby. Love you, but mm-mm. Just no. <laughs> no. Gotcha. And I and and first and look at your coaching situation is all I'm gonna say. Anyway, um <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shade. Uh, all right. So, and to the final lady. Yes. Yanina Fickmere. Ah, Yanina. Okay. So, you know what? You know, solid game. Um, someone that I've watched. I mean, she's got really a lot of good qualities. Um, I, I feel like she should be doing better. Um, we're talking about Wickmar, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, so I tried to give could, it the proper pronunciation. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't roughed it all up. But 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 isn't she? She's from Belgium, right? She's with Kleisters and everything, right? Yeah. So right. so to me, you know, I just feel like she she was on a good traje- trajectory when both Kim and Justine were playing. And I'm not sure if it was injury or what, but something kind of got in the way and she was off the tour for a while. It just doesn't seem like she's been able to get back to that level that she was at before. Um, but just the sweetest, I, I think she's real sweet. She she seems to come across as a, a, a really quality young lady. So um, I'm just, you know, yeah, someone that I would, I would hope is able to continue to fight for uh, the good old days, if you will, from a playing standpoint. There you go. Very nice. Those are my five ladies. All right, that's you know what, Bryce. Those those are good. Those are five good ones. I appreciate that, brother. Those, <laughs> yeah, those are good. All right, so I've got my five for you. Um, I feel like my five are not as as well. No, no, no. I think they will be thought provoking. I didn't do any of what you said, so they not in order. They not in nothing. I just <laughs> if they came to my mind that I was interested in, in in your perspective on them, I wrote it down. So that's all I did. <laughs> so with that said, here are my five top ladies for you. So player number one, female, Elena Dementieva. Oh wow. Um, the thing that I love to say about Dementieva is that I think she is the best women's player to have never won a Grand Slam mm. title, although she did get an Olympic gold. So I think she even said to her that meant more than a Grand Slam title. Um, I mean, I may would have said the same thing too, but you know, it's, right. <laughs> at least she had, you know, I mean, that was a pretty major thing for her to do, but 
um, if she didn't have that old cockeyed serve, uh, <laughs> she probably would have gotten her a Grand Slam title or two. Don't disagree with that, brother. Most definitely. And I think it's Yelena versus Elena, so my apologies for mispronouncing or Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Right. Yelena Dimitrieva. All right. Good, good. All right. Second lady, one of the greats, Althea Gibson. Oh, pioneer, uh, groundbreaking, insane talent. Um, I just don't know how you have all the pressure that there is to just be in shape, to play, and to win. And then you throw a, a healthy helping of discrimination on top of that. Hmm. Um, hmm. That's, Preach. you know, that's, I, I don't know how she did it. And for those who are not aware, not only was Althea an amazing professional tennis player, when she stopped playing tennis, she started playing professional golf. Mm-hmm. So the talent was insane. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I knew that one would be thought provoking. And I just, I, I definitely wanted to hear your thoughts on the great Althea Gibson. Notice we say that, folks. The great mm-hmm. Althea Gibson. Pioneer Althea Gibson. Don't trip yeah. Althea yeah. Gibson. Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother. All right. Uh, number three, Katie McNally. Oh, Katie McNally. So uh, when I even hear the name McNally, it takes me back to Cincinnati, Ohio, where I was raised. I remember the McNally family when I was there. I mean, I didn't know them personally, but, you know, they were one of the big tennis family names there. Um, I think she, if she gets with the right coach and she continues to develop, she has an opportunity to surprise some people. Um, I can't forget that singles match she played against Serena. I think it was at the U.S. Open mm-hmm. last year. Yep. She is the white version of like a Taylor Townsend to me. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right-hander. Uh, great old school game. Great fundamentals. Great, you know, really good in doubles. I think her future is really bright. And I know everybody is on the Coco Golf hype train. But I think Katie has the potential to be the better singles and doubles player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coco may end up being just a better singles player, but you know, like when we have these conversations between Serena and like a Martina Navratilova, I see a, K- a Katie McNally more in a Navratilova type capacity, and I see a Coco Golf in a more Serena type capacity how great must it be to be like under 18 and be compared to Nefratilova and, and Serena Williams? right right I mean come on man that that means you've got some serious upside <laughs> right yeah so I, I think her future is real bright nice very nice my man good good answer I like that all right my fourth lady Anna Ivanovich Ooh. <laughs> Okay, number one, I could not stand her old afflicted clenched fist thing. Somebody should have really taught her how to do that well because that that was ugly to watch. <laughs> you know, what I respect about her, though, is she got in, 
she did her thing and she got out. Yep. And she went and she married an old rich guy, I think. <laughs> and she is living her best life. So uh, I appreciate that she, that tennis played a role in her life. And it, it served her very well. But big forehand, uh, but the wackest of all clinch fist pump motions, <laughs> just the wackest. I remember you saying that about her when she was active. So, yeah, that's what put her put her on my list because I was like, I wonder if he remembers this. I remember that. <laughs> Whenever I see her, that's the image I see. <laughs> Stumbling back to her chair, trying to clench her fist at the same time. (laughs) Talking about that. (laughs) All right, my man. At number five, Pam Shriver. Oh, Pam Shriver. Well, what I remember is as as a young kid growing up. Once again, my favorite was Martina Navratilova, and my friend Johnny. Her favorite was Pam Shriver. Ah, and it was that. cool because they, you know, they played doubles together. I think Pam, because she, I know Pam got up to number four. She may have even gotten up to number three in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for her level of athleticism, being very tall and lanky, and um, I don't know if she was, I think she was bow-legged or knock-kneed mm. or pigeon-toed or one of those type <laughs> one of things. One of those terms, huh? Yeah, she, <laughs> you know, she... When you're playing during a time of Martina Navratilova and Chris Everett and Hanna Malakova and, and to be up, you know, in their group, she got the most out of her game. And mm-hmm. uh, and I think primarily singles because her her skills were really – they fit the doubles game very well. Right. Um, I, I would have expected her to have been exposed a little more in singles than she was, but that just spoke for how well she competed. So mm-hmm. great respect for her, and she's transitioned into a nice commentary, commentating career. And she, uh, for those of you that don't know, she is a part owner of the Baltimore Orioles. Nice. I didn't even know that. Man, you got yeah. to go ahead and share that knowledge. Right <laughs> Come on, Pam. Yeah. <laughs> Shout that out to you, awesome. Pam. Right? Man, that's awesome. Good stuff, bro. Well, those are my five for you. All right, so let's jump into the guys. This is going to be be good. So like I said, there is a reason why I picked each one of these guys. Uh Uh-oh. So the first one for you, Isaac, is Juan Martin Del Pocho. Oh. My dude, outside of Federer, of course. Um, <laughs> Juan Martin Del Potro is is my my dude. Bryce knows. I always uh, was just rooting for him. Always on his bandwagon. Uh, that forehand is just insane. In one of, in my opinion, the greatest forehands ever. Um, just how he hit his forehand, especially that running forehand, it was like a cannon. <laughs> just mm-hmm. it was so ridiculous. And I just love, you know, just his demeanor. I love that he was always just kind of sulking around the court, if you will, but just would put it on you in a minute. And mm-hmm. what they call him, the something from Tandine or the uh, something like that. I, I can't remember his nickname, but big one, Martin Del Potro fan. Um, and just at the same time, someone that his, in my eyes just 
because of his body did not or was not able to live up to his full potential because I think all of the big three had Juan Martin Del Potro been able to be 100% healthy in his career, he would have stole a, a few grand slams from all three of them up at the top. Yeah, he would have been in the big four, big five, whatever that would have been. Exactly, right. exactly. He got cut short because after the after he smacked up Federer in that one 2009 U.S. Open, it's like that's when the wrist issue started happening. And it's just like, yeah, it was what he had probably three, four, five surgeries on, on both wrists or I don't know the number, but regardless, it, it took its toll. So uh, my dude, but very, very just someone that wasn't able to live up to their full potential. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. Number two, Kyle Edmund. <laughs> you know, Kyle is kind of special to me. He just, <laughs> it, it just, <laughs> he, he just, I don't know why, but I see him and he just always kind of walking around the court real quick and he's kind of knee jerky and he's got all these little ticks and things. So he's just kind of special to me. But I tell you what, he can play some tennis though. He can yeah. really play some tennis. And I mean, coming behind Andy Murray, you know, with all of the pressures that typically come from, you know, from 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 being a part of the British tennis um, um, scene, um, it, it has to be crazy. So, you know, I feel like he is he's, you know, done a very good job of of of, of coming behind Andy Murray and, and really trying to make his own way. Um, he was injured as well um, uh, about a year or so ago and has been trying to fight his way back into the top 10, which I believe is where he got to. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you know what? Mad respect for Kyle. He's, like I said, a little special, but I do like him. I do like him, and I like I like he's got a nice game. So, yeah, I, I, yeah Kyle's all right with me. All right. <laughs> Number three, mm-hmm. Fabio Fonini. You pick some interesting ones. Because <laughs> what keeps coming to mind is just special, but it's all special and different in different ways. <laughs> so with Fabio, you know, it's really interesting, Bryce, because remember, I used to volunteer at the tennis tournaments um, mm-hmm. out here in, in California. And, the the you know, the one that was sponsored by the Kramer family up at UCLA Fabio used to come to that tournament a lot. And I remember seeing him. And this is before the glory days where he, you know, excelled and got up into the top 10. And I used to be, you know, see him and I was like, you know, this dude in incredible shape. I mean, I don't know if y'all know, but Fabio Fogni is in some great shape. I mean, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I was just like, dang, dude, for real? Um <laughs> I mean, he, 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 yeah, he kept himself in really great shape, but it didn't seem to be translating into tennis results. And it was just interesting to me. Um, but he seemed to be a real nice guy, seemed to be just kind of a little wacky, if you will, back in the day. And that has, of course, <laughs> even <laughs> when he got <laughs> more popular, that got more crazy. Um, but, you know, I feel like he's someone that has definitely gotten a lot out of his game. Um, to make it into the top 10 is really a, 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 an incredible feat. Um, and, I'm, and, and so that, and, and hell, let's, let's not forget, he is married to Flavia Panetta. And yes. that, ain't, that ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that either. You know, go on, brother. Get, <laughs> get, get, go on, get right. Because Flavia, you should, hey, now, come on. I was a fan of hers, too. I'm just right. going to say it like that. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, Fabio, I, I, like, I like Fabio. He crazy. He's special. 
but I like him and I think he brings a lot to the to the men's tour just from an overall what is he going to do next type of a standpoint. And right. good on him for coming back. And let me, yeah, let's not forget how he came back on the doll. That period where he was, he was, he was like the doll. Am I scared of you? Am I scared of you? I can come back on you and get that victory. That's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, that is Fabio for me. Good, good. That's a good one. I like that one. Somebody's gotta uh, send us a message about how do you say "Ain't nobody scared of you" in Italian. <laughs> Exactly. We're going to have to find out. I need to call Pat or something. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Pat would know. There you go. (laughs) All right. So moving on to number four. All right. Benoit Pair. Benoit Pair, the Frenchman, the Frenchman. You picked some interesting ones. He's, once again, special. He's special. (laughs) Popping the collar, always doing some trick shots. I tell you what, though. That backhand, Mm -hmm. listen. Listen, folk, if you don't know, Benoit Pair got that backhand for you. I mean, he will go after his backhand like nobody's business. He hits some incredible shots off of that wing and um, one of the best in the business. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, just, you know, he's a Frenchman with flair, typically to, you know, which is typical of all the most of the majority of the French players, I should say, Um, you know, style. I shouldn't say style versus substance because he's pretty good. But I feel like he also is one of those guys that maybe hasn't lived up to his true potential. I feel like he could be better. But then again, I think about his forehand and it's like, ooh, uh, <laughs> that forehand side is suspect to say the least. Um, but yeah, overall, I like, I like Benoit Pair. He's a showman, uh, always interesting to watch. And my goodness, that backhand, woo, crazy. Right. Yes, sir. That's a good one. That's a good one. And last and least, Tennis Sangler. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you're going to give me a trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I want to say it. <laughs> but you know what? That's what this podcast is about. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Listen. If Serena is up on you talking about you got no, if you bagging on Serena and she come back at you, listen, you doing something wrong. I'm just right. going to put it out there like that. If Serena come back on you and she's talking about you should not be following this dude, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I'm listening to the queen. Right. So all I'm going to say is he need to get himself right from that standpoint. Um. <laughs> See, ooh, you, ooh. people gonna be hating me. They could be like, ooh, but uh, no, but you know what? I'm just gonna tell the truth, and right. this is what it is. Um, I think he has done this year. He's done a great job of getting himself in great shape. He did a great job at the Australian Open, um, and and he got some nice results from that. Um, but as far as my support of him. He's going to have to bring a lot more to the table for me to be back uh, uh, in support of him because he is an American and I understand that. But again, if the queen, if you didn't throw some shade at the queen and the queen has to come back at you, I'm sorry. I'm siding with the queen. <laughs> I so think... I'm, I'm going to leave that one there. Bryce, would you like to comment? <laughs> at all? Now, if he ain't on your list of five people, no, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> but what I will say is I appreciate your nice 
balanced response. I, I try. I try. You know, I mean, like I said, there's, you know, we both know there's some folk out there that we, we really love, adore, and, and support. And there's some other ones that just don't quite make our list. And unfortunately, he is one of them that just does not make my list. <laughs> Got it. All right. I'm done. Good job, Isaac. All right, sir. Thank you very much. All right. On to my five males for you. Male number one, Tomas Burdick. Oh. Well, I was hyped for Burdick because he comes from the country of my two fa- two of my favorite players, Lundell and Navratilova. Uh, he's another one of these guys that you could potentially put in the conversation of one of the best players, especially consistently throughout his career, mm-hmm. to never have won a Grand Slam title. Hmm. I was, I you know. I'm trying not to hold against him that year he took out Federer. <laughs> right. At Wimbledon. I'm trying not to hold that against him. But, uh, but you know, he's just somebody who had a very solid career. Probably won't make it into the Hall of Fame. But, you know, he made some nice coin and uh, he'll have a good life. That's right. That's right. Nice. Nice. All right. Very good. All right. So that was mail number one. Uh, male number two, uh, Goran Ivanisevich. That is crazy. Isaac, you know I had him originally on the list for you. Did you really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, the word for Goran is crazy. and uh, <laughs> But crazy in a good way. I, I, I thought he gave up or he brought a really unique and entertaining energy to mm-hmm. tennis. Okay. Of course, I was appreciative of him choking and allowing Andre Agassi to get that Wimbledon uh, championship. I uh, appreciate him for that. But I really felt for him at a certain point, too, because he, you know, he made it to the finals a couple of times. And, you know, it was the one tournament he really wanted to win. So right. when he finally won it, I, I couldn't have been happier for him. And I don't know if it's still going to go off or not this year, but. He was scheduled to be inducted into the Hall of Fame in July with Conchita Martinez. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, congratulations! What what a feat! And then we can't forget, you know, he's crossed in over into coaching, and he was coaching. Uh, I know Chilich, right, uh, and somebody else. But I think, but yeah, yeah. I like Goran. He was he was a little crazy, a little special, but I think in in a in a good way. Right on. I like that. Crazy special, but in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, brother. All right. Mail number three, Malavia Washington. You've got to be kidding me. He was someone else I had on your list. Shut your mouth. (laughs) We think way too much alike. I'm going to, I'm going to send you a picture of this list and you'll be like, what? That is crazy. Anyway, to Malavia. You know, what Malavia meant to me was he was an African-American male tennis player that I was able to put a little faith behind. Um, I I started watching tennis kind of after the whole Arthur Ashe period, and Rodney Harmon didn't really, you know, do a whole lot to keep me excited. Hmm. But Malavia was... 
I, I appreciated him. He gave, I mean, he was before James Blake and he was before the French, the black French guys came out. I mean, Noah, I tried to follow Noah a little bit, but, um, and then who can forget that Wimbledon? Yep. Uh, and who can't forget, who can forget that Todd Martin semifinal? Right. Match uh, that he pulled out. So I heard he was doing a little commentating uh, right now, but and he always conducted himself, I thought, very professionally. So uh, as a fellow African-American male, you know, I, I, I give him a lot of respect. Awesome. And as same here, uh, mad respect, you know, paving the, paving the way. Um, and like you said, just a quality brother. So Mal, if you're listening, keep doing what you're doing, brother. We appreciate you. Yes. All right. All right, my man, number four, Riley Opelka. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I know as an American, I'm supposed to be all about Opelka and all that, but, um, you know, I, he's got potential because he's got a big serve and he's tall and, you know, he's all John Isner-like. Um, he's kind of different to me. I haven't... I don't really have anything against him, but mm-hmm. you know he don't really make me feel like I want to sit down and watch one of his matches. Okay. Um, you know I don't vote against him. Mm-hmm. I well I guess maybe so because there's a whole lot of people I would vote against him against. But <laughs> yeah, he's just. I mean, I have to. I got to spend more time with Riley. I mean, I just I'm, I just haven't been really invested in him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just kind of there. Okay. Um, okay. So, you know, PI. All right. PI. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Riley O'Perka. PI. All right. <laughs> and last but not least, number five, Ivan Lubacic. Oh, Lubacic. So, um, Lubitsch is another one of those crazy dudes. Um, <laughs> and I remember when he was playing, I love that dude's backhand hmm. was insane. And, and, and Federer fans, you have to credit Lubitsch for getting Roger's backhand right. The mm-hmm. fact that Roger has won seven of the last eight matches against Rafael Nadal the ones on the faster surfaces, all have to do with that backhand that Lubacic helped him find. Uh, And and, and just one other thing I'll I'll say about him. He is not, he nor Goran are the type of guys that I would have envisioned that they would have gone into coaching. Mm -hmm. And yet they've both been super successful. Right. Right. So, uh, a lot of respect uh, for Lubacic, uh, for, you know, he, he kind of had a little surge there late in his own career, and he definitely has helped Roger further his. 100% agree with that, brother. That federal backhand is all Ivan Lubacic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That was, and he, I know he was like, Roger, you hit it just like this. Exactly right. Just, just, just like this. Trust me when I tell you, like this. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, well, that was, nice, brother. No, that was good. That was good. I'm, I'm just so surprised that you had so many of the people 
that I was going to ask you about as well, but I ended up kind of crossing them out at the last minute. That would have been surprising if we were, uh, yeah, <laughs> throwing the same name. But yeah, it looks like, like I said, as you and I both know, we think a lot alike. So not too surprising. <laughs> right, right, right. So listeners, if you enjoy these type of podcasts where we're doing our list and we're doing our rapid fires, let us know about it. And, and once again, if you have uh, a top five favorite list you'd like for Isaac and I to debate, or if you have uh, a rapid fire category that you'd like to see us uh, do, let us know. Social media, go to our website, uh, leave us a message on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, we'll be happy to do it because what do we want to do? We want to keep all of you at home. <laughs> exactly. And keep everybody safe. So um, please feel free to reach out to us and continue to give us feedback. That's right. That's right, folks. We appreciate you more than you know. Also, make sure you look at our Instagram. We still got our giveaway going on. I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all want that Brothers on Tennis hat. I'm telling you, y'all you want do. that cap. You, you do. do. So and go that, on out there. Yes, and that giveaway is going to be open. We're taking entries until the end of this month, until April the 30th. So make sure you get out there by then. Yes, so sir. anyway, we wanted to try to keep this as close to 30 minutes as we could. <laughs> of course we went over. We, we just can't help but go over. <laughs> but we're going to end it right now. So uh, thank you for listening, and we're going to be back uh with you with a new episode hopefully in the next several days with that this is your boy bryce and this is your boy isaac and we are brothers on tennis be good everyone <laughs>